Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Katie Neal. Welcome back to the Katie and Company podcast. This week on the show, I got to sit down with Parker McCollum to talk about his new album, Never Enough, which will be out everywhere music is sold on Friday, May 12th. Parker is such a fast rising star in country music, and I think you're going to hear how bright his future is when you listen to this record. I like it's just it's so good. And this week, while we had him on the show, we talked about our favorites from the record. We also talked about how he's been jet setting around the country, how he splits house chores with his wife, Hallie. Ray. We also talked about what it was like for him to meet his Texas idol, George Strait, and if he'd ever consider doing any acting. Please enjoy my conversation with Parker McCollum. Mr. Parker McCollum. Hello. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like every time I get on the internet, you were like jet setting all over the place. You're like in Austin for the CMT Awards. You're in New York. You're back in Nashville. Yeah. Do you feel like that too right now? I do. Uh, it's been a lot lately. Um, and my cousin's wedding in Malibu on the other side of the country was thrown in there. Oh my gosh. All that. But uh, I mean, life is so good right now. It's never been better. Yeah, that's awesome. What are you doing when you do have like a little bit of downtime? Are you and Hallie like, you know, watching anything that you can uh, like kind of turn off a little bit? Or I don't watch. I really, the only thing I watch on TV is sports, but um, she cooks every night and I do the dishes and we eat together. It's kind of like our thing. So. My fiance and I have the same system. I cook, he does the dishes, yes. and I'm like never yes. been so happy to sign up for like a yes. lifetime contract yeah. before. It's nice. I just, I just usually lay on the couch and watch TV till dinner's ready and then, uh, um, as soon as it's kind of revolves reverse, as soon as we're done, she gets on the couch and I'm doing the dishes. So. <laughs> it's a good deal to have. Um, it really is. That's awesome. And then you also, just to recap a little bit of this year so far, you got to mm -hmm. open Rodeo Houston, then you get to throw out first pitch at the Astros game. Yes. I feel like your little Texas heart has All just got to be. <laughs> dreams, yes. I know. It's, it's crazy. That's awesome. Are you having, have you been having like fun with that? Like were there, like what would, would you say like were the, the most special moments in that or anything that you um, got to do? You know, I mean, the... Throwing the pitch out was pretty cool. I mean, it's it's opening weekend. So. Are you nervous for that? You know, I never get nervous to do it until I, I actually go to throw the ball. Um, but I mean, we throw I throw a baseball all the time on the road. Like we play catch all the time. Yeah, and but it's just one of those things. I feel like if you throw a bad one, yeah, I'm just <laughs> like, be not, on you every... cannot sell yeah. this. Uh, <laughs> you got to put it down the pipe. And luckily, luckily, I did the other day. So it's just fun, you know, getting to do things and and um, you know to get to catch a ball game. And we had a great big sold out arena show the night before, and then rode the bus to Houston and. You know, got to sit behind home plate and thought the first pitch. And then, you know, it's close to home for me, so I got to run home and have dinner with family that night before heading to Austin for the CMT Awards the next day. And then, you know, flew back to Nashville after the CMT Awards Sunday night. 
it's a lot, but it's it's fun. <laughs> For sure. And then I want to talk about the album because mm-hmm. I spent all day yesterday listening to it. Oh, thank you. It is such a vibe. Oh, thank like, you. Like, I, re- I really, really enjoyed it. Thank you. Talk to me a little bit about, like, you know, the mission of this album, like what you set out to do and if it changed at all with what you ended up with or if it's exactly what you wanted. Really, I guess it's kind of boring, but what I set out to do is just not change anything about what I do. I really wanted to make this record just like I've always made records, and that's just sitting around trying to write country songs and then go record them and put the record out and get on the road. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, trying to stay true to my my roots and kind of what I believe in in country music and my brand of songwriting and, and trying to, you know, do that, but at the same time elevate it and, and have it. You know, it's hard to walk that line. You don't want to come out doing something totally different, but you want it to be fresh and and be intriguing to your fans and give them something new to, to hang on while they're still getting, you know, what they ultimately want, which is the good old stuff. So those are really just kind of the things that are on my mind when I'm writing for the record and, and recording it in the studio. So hopefully all of that will, will hit the way that I plan. I think that it does. And I like also kudos to you for like, as I feel like you're in a unique, unique situation where you had kind of like established yourself and your fan base. Like, you Mm -hmm. know what works for you, Mm -hmm. but, and to be in a position already to say like, no, I know what this is. Like, I feel like so many artists get like a little bit, like someone else is directing them and pulling the strings for the first couple of albums. And then people kind of like, you know, by the third, fourth album are like, Oh, I know what I want to say, but you already know that. So that's gotta be like such a blessing. Uh, I I guess I just don't really know it any other way. Yeah. Um, You know, when I signed my deal, I was real, kind of stern on the fact that I wanted to be I, I would I would be the hardest working and I would tour the most and I would do the most but you know I want to write the songs I want to write and record the songs I want to record you know it's as long as it's working you know you're a genius and then when it doesn't work <laughs> you're probably an idiot so um, luckily it's worked up to this point and yeah um, you know country radio has really really embraced my sound and my songs that and I, and I get it they don't it doesn't. Sometimes I hear them and I don't think they fit on country radio. Is it just sounds different than most of what you hear on there? And you know, I never in a, in a million years thought they would take to it like they have. And they've really kind of given me the green light and uh, a couple hits later, and it's good. That's awesome. I wanted to talk to you about the lead track on the album mm-hmm. because I feel like that song is like such a stamp to kick off the entire record. And then yeah. I like even more so when I looked at the songwriting credits, I was like, oh, casual. Yeah. It's just Parker, David Lee Murphy, John Randall, yeah. Randy Rogers. Yeah, it's, like, and it's what a crazy. Great song. They just come over to my house now and write songs. Um, David had written that chorus, um, which is pretty rare for me to, to jump on something someone's already started like that. But he came over and just sat down on the couch and played that chorus, I think, before he even said hello. And uh, I was just like, damn, I I don't have anything else in my catalog that sounds like that or is even anything close to that. So I just fell in love with him singing that chorus over and over again. It was raunchy and it's, you know, make you want to move around and make you feel something. And I was like, I'm going to sing that for sure. So we finished it pretty quickly. And, um, you know, it's not a crazy, poetic, intricate song, which most of mine are. And I kind of liked that a little bit. I, I enjoyed it's fun. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I love I the journal. Like she's gonna get her name on a hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a lot of fun songs. I, that may be my only one. So, but it, I, I did enjoy it. That's awesome. I listened to it probably five or six times before I said to Brody, my producer, I was like, "What does this riff remind me of?" Friends. In the beginning. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was like, I kept being like, I uh, like, trying to figure it out. It was one of those things, but it catches your ear. Uh, like it pulls you in. We were in the studio. Um, Rob McNally was playing that guitar, like, and I'm like. I'm like, what is this? I was like, what song is this on? Because usually, you know, if it's on a song, <laughs> yeah. you got to go a totally different direction, and, mm-hmm. and, I'll, and I'll never do that. But when we realized it was the Friends theme song, I was like, 
Oh hell yeah! Like that's genius. <laughs> Are you that's a awesome. Fan? Yeah, uh, you know I, I did watch the show a lot when I was mm-hmm. a little kid. It was always on television. Yeah. It seemed like, but not enough to like you know intentionally yeah, you know, put exactly. that in a song. It just it that was by total chance. And and I just I was like I'm sure some people will like not like that, but for some reason I really do. I thought it was. It really works. Cool. It's yeah. so great. Tell me about why you wanted to name the album Never Enough. Uh, it's just kind of a, a constant thought in my mind played several different ways over kind of the past two years of my life and my career and you know it's like every mountain I climb you know I just instead of being grateful for it I just look at the next one and now I want to climb that one and it's kind of learning in real time you know these days are going to be the good old days real soon so you better enjoy them you know you, it's every it's just never enough no matter you can't work hard enough you can't you know achieve enough you can't obtain enough always want more and more and more and and that was kind of the constant you know thought that kept finding the back of my mind from the back of my mind to the front of my mind pretty often throughout last year and this year really and uh I just couldn't shake it so I had a few other titles that I was really keen on one that I that I was 100% going with until about two seconds before they printed this record and (laughs) never enough but I think it fits it does fit. I feel mm-hmm. like it fits the vibe of the record. And, you know, it's where you're at in your life right yeah. now. It was like, we'll capture this moment and be able to look back on it and reflect. Yes. And I think it is a moment. Really special. Another one of the songs that I really, really loved on the album that I think is going to make a lot of mamas cry, like just in time for Mother's Day when this album comes out, is Things I Never Told You. Yes. Which I thought was so interesting because this is the only song on the album that you didn't write. Correct. correct? Yes. So how does this one end up on there? Um, My buddy Taylor Phillips had texted me one day uh, and he said hey man we let's you know i'd love to have a cut on your record if you get some time we could write and um, i said man i'm done with the record writing it i'm pretty burnt out on songwriting and when i said you know send me a song i kind of thought lately recently about doing an outside cut and uh is this your first outside cut my second Second, i did one like a cowboy Mm. um was a stapleton big al anderson song but that that was even before my last record so i hadn't done one in a while and wanted something some little spot on the record that was different so I said yeah send me a song and for some reason just probably God willing that that's the song he sends me because it just blew me away it feels like something you would write that's what I that's what I told my dad I said I feel like I could have written this song and it just I don't know I couldn't believe it it reminded me so much of my mom and I knew she would love you know if I cut that song and um, I'm not really good at writing songs about people or for people and so I was like, she's probably do one. She's put up with a lot, a lot over the years. So, and it's just a, a great song. I, I just, I'm serious. One time I listened to it. One time I, as soon as halfway through the first time, I said, I'm singing this song. And then was that probably the last one that you added to the album? Then right at the end. Um, that was the second to last. What was I, the last one? I thought I was done writing the record, and uh, I'd come off the road, and Liz Rose and Lori McKenna and Hillary Lindsay were come over to my house one day, and Liz walked in and she said, "What are we writing today?" And I said, you know, I was like, Liz, I hate to say it, but I was like, I'm real burnt out on songwriting. I just, you know, I don't have anything left in the tank. I'm done. I think the record's written. And she's like, well, don't say that. We'll probably write the best one today. (laughs) And like 10 minutes later, I started singing the chorus out of nowhere for Burn It Down. So the great one. And that's probably the strongest song on the record. And she's like, I told you. (laughs) 
She's a, she's a pro. It's always when you least expect yeah, it. Yeah, she's a pro for a reason. I find that in so many things in life, too, that I'll be like, it's the, always the thing that I'm like, oh, I really don't want to go do this. That yeah. I, at the end, I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. so glad I half, did that. Half the battle's getting there. So <laughs> It truly is. Talk a little bit about the single, Handle On mm-hmm. You, and why you wanted that to be the first look of the album and kind of the reaction that it's gotten. Um, You know, I didn't, I've never picked a single. I kind of trust their, whatever they think they can push, you know, and have the most success with. I got to mm-hmm. ride them or sing them either way. Yeah. So. But it was a pretty easy call. I mean, that song feels so good on the radio. It sounds like it a song on the good. radio. I was kind of surprised. Pretty Heart and To Be Loved By You, you know, did as well as they did and went gold and platinum and all that. And so Handle On You was like the first one, first single I've put out that I was like, okay, that could that sounds like a hit. The other two did not sound like hits to me. So, That's so funny that they didn't to you. I know. They just, and I think it's just, that song is cleaner than a lot of stuff I've done, which I really like. I really like the way that song turned out. I like the sound. I think a lot more of my music in the future will probably lean in that vein a little mm-hmm. bit. So it's just a, I think it's a great country song. For sure. On the opposite end of the spectrum, Diplo. Yes. There's a song. There is a song. This is airing after Stagecoach. Okay. So is there a song that will be released at Stagecoach? I He has not said anything to me, but he said that. He mentioned that on Twitter. I, that's what and I we saw. Text, <laughs> we text pretty often, and, uh, you know, he hasn't said anything about How did this happen? Coach. Was this like... God, I don't even know how it happened. Um, like, did you get to work together on this? Was it something no, he sent he, you a vocal for? Somebody, I think he reached out, maybe got my number from the label or something, and texted me and, and said want to do a song maybe i can't remember how it happened but at some point or another i had the song in my files and i was like and it it was really good i didn't know what to expect and the song i really liked the song and so it was pretty we'll see yeah (laughs) i went in the studio and i cut my part of it and i'm like all right i mean if he likes it you know put it Mm -hmm. out there if you don't you're not gonna hurt my feelings like tell me it's terrible like no I, i would have no feelings either way and i think he dug it that's awesome. Well, I hope in a few weeks we're hearing it. Hopefully it'll be out at some point. I yeah. think it's good. You've kind of do so many cool things in the last, you know, couple of years. I'm wondering, is there, you don't strike me as someone who really typically gets starstruck to meet anybody, but when was the last time that you felt a little bit giddy? To I meet was somebody? pretty nervous to meet George. Were you? I wondered if that I would really be. I really was. Um, yeah, I met Jimmy Fallon last week. I played Jimmy Fallon in New York City last week, and he came and hung out with us for about five, ten minutes before the show. I love him. He was really cool. I thought that was really neat of him. He was such a down-to-earth guy, but I was kind of nervous. I just loved him since Fever Pitch. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, I was actually kind of nervous to meet him a little bit, but he was so kind and made it so easy. Yeah, George is probably the the biggest, most starstruck I've ever been. I was going to say, what was it like when you got to meet him last year and you opened for him? Yeah, he's he's um, he's just the most chill, relaxed dude you've ever met if he didn't have his cowboy hat on you just think he was Never another know. guy you know um, i always say that about garth too like mm-hmm. garth would walk in here if he didn't have his cowboy hat on you would literally not have any idea yes. who he was <laughs> but i i don't know he couldn't have been nicer and he stopped and talked to hallie ray and i for a little bit and you know he said man you're killing it keep it going Aww. and yeah it was really really cool i listened to him for a long time and and to get to stand right there and talk to him at school that's so awesome i have a couple listener questions for you one of them was that your Wikipedia page mentions you played violin in school. Can you still play the violin? No, you I, can't. Played, I was last chair in fifth and sixth grade, second to last chair. <laughs> would you ever consider doing any acting? Yeah, I would consider it. I don't know if I would do it, though. No? I've always said I'd like to, but I had Cameron Copperquate, who uh, he's a big-time actor out there in Hollywood, and he played the, the lead role in that music video we did for my song, Rest of My Life, and... I'm like in some of the scenes with him and it's, he was so intense and it was unbelievable (laughs) watching him act. I'm sure. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. You know, opposite 
role from him. And I was just like, I don't know. Like, I've always thought I could do that. I don't know if I could do that. I mean, he was maybe more of a cameo guy, maybe. Extremely talented. <laughs> Very talented. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune into the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 